Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, October 26th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Two tech titans reported earnings yesterday, and things didn't look good. The European Central Bank is set to start chipping away at its balance sheet. Plus, the U.S. Supreme Court will decide on several cases that could change the landscape for businesses. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Microsoft and Google reported third-quarter earnings yesterday. Microsoft beat analysts' expectations thanks to solid demand for its cloud computing services. Google missed the mark. Its parent company, Alphabet, reported yet another quarter of slowing revenue growth, in part due to lower ad sales at YouTube. Our West Coast editor, Richard Waters, has more. Google um, is really a barometer now for the advertising industry. They make up such a large portion of digital advertising, and digital advertising is more than half of global advertising. YouTube advertising fell for the first time that Google's reported separately for that business. And search advertising, which you know we've all become accustomed to seeing as one of the great resilient businesses, even search advertising is disappointing. It only came in something like 4% growth. I mean, this is a dramatic slowdown um, across Google's businesses. And I think it'll send reverberations across the advertising industry. Now, what does this tell you about the broader economy, Richard? Now, advertising pretty much moves in, in line with consumer demand. It isn't a leading indicator. I mean, essentially, advertisers, you know, as long as people are buying, they'll be out placing adverts, you know, driving revenue. So as soon as we see advertising slow down or fall off a bit, it's a real sign, I think, that you know, underlying consumer demand is, is softer. And you know, Google is so big now that I think it, it really will uh, be something that people across the economy look at. How how badly was Microsoft hit by the slowing economy? I, I know that their forecast for the rest of the year didn't look particularly pretty. So PC sales have really fallen off a cliff in the last three months. You know, Microsoft is not immune. The good news, though, and I think this is for, you know applies to Google as well, is that these companies now are like super tankers. They dominate. Microsoft makes more money now from cloud computing from all the things you do online rather than on you know, the software running on your PC. And so that was enough to bail it out. And it still grew 11%, you know, which is incredible for a company of this scale. Richard Waters is the FT's West Coast editor. He covers all things tech. The European Central Bank is expected to start shrinking its balance sheet. It's a big deal because for the past eight years, it's been buying bonds. That was part of a stimulus strategy that quadrupled the central bank's assets to nearly 9 trillion euros. Shrinking the balance sheet would amplify the ECB's efforts to remove its stimulus measures and cool off inflation. Last month, annual inflation in the eurozone rose at a record pace of 9.9%. The ECB's governing council meets on Thursday. It's also expected to raise interest rates by three quarters of a percentage point. The U.S. Supreme Court has started a new term. On its docket are several cases that could have far-reaching effects on corporations. To talk more about this, I'm joined by the FT's legal and enforcement correspondent, Stefania Palma. Hi, Stefania. Hi, Mark. How much impact does the U.S. Supreme Court have on corporations? Um, 
and the way that they do business and, and their profits. Like, just give us the lowdown. So historically, the Supreme Court case uh, has had enormous impact on uh, U.S. companies uh, and companies just uh, doing business in in the country, whether it be you know big antitrust cases or cases that uh, brought about big decisions in intellectual property, um, or perhaps even you know big class actions making their way up to the Supreme Court. So, in terms of the the level of impact, it uh, it can be significant for sure. Now, in uh article that you recently wrote, you laid out the the big the big cases involving business that the Supreme Court is going to tackle this season. What's one that you, you really have your eye on? Um, there's one case uh, in particular that I think uh, might be a bit uh, under the radar. It's one co- that is called Mallory versus Norfolk Southern Railway. Uh, and the whole sort of case is about a, an employee that is suing the company for alleged negligent behavior. But the uh, crux of the matter is where it is suing the company. So the company is uh, headquartered in Virginia. The claim unfolded essentially where the worker work was sort of active for the company, which was in Ohio and Virginia, but he is actually suing the firm in Pennsylvania where the company just has a business license. So if the uh, court broadly rules in favor of the worker, this could completely upend a longstanding precedent around where companies can be sued. Essentially, up until now, normally companies are largely sued either where they are headquartered or where they are incorporated. If the worker were to be successful in this case, it could uh, open up the possibility for companies to be sued even purely where they just have a business license, irrespective of where the claim actually unfolds. So uh, another case that's caught my eye, Stefania, is called Gonzalez versus Google. Um, This looks at how liable social media companies are for content. What's at stake in this decision? So uh, currently, online platforms are uh, protected by uh, U.S. law uh, from legal liability when it comes to the content that is posted by its own users. In this case, the question is whether this protection still stands uh, when we are talking about recommended uh, videos that are published by uh, a terrorist organization and that could have radicalizing effects. This is all tied into essentially the murder of, a, of an American student that was killed by ISIS back in in. 2015. This could have enormous, obviously, ramifications for uh, online uh, social media companies, but uh, businesses more broadly are taking a very close look in case uh, the justices do opt for uh, a broader ruling that uh, hits businesses that are not uh, the what we think of as conventional uh, social media businesses. Okay, take a step back from the cases for a moment and take a look at the court as a whole. It's conservative leaning, which means that more judges have been appointed by Republican presidents than Democratic presidents. How could this impact the business cases that we're talking about here in, in general? Um, there is uh, actually quite uh, a lot of uncertainty in terms of how this bench would rule when it comes to corporate issues. First of all, because we haven't really seen this particular mix of justices really take on big business cases uh, so far. Secondly, also because they've they've showed a very strong willingness to completely upend decades-long legal precedents. Uh, but also there's been, I would say, a shift when it comes to the conservative wing of the 
Supreme Court if a few decades ago uh, you could more predictably assume that they would try to further more sort of libertarian values when it came to business in the U.S. Many scholars now point to the fact that that is not necessarily the case. What has driven this particular right-leaning wing has been uh, more issue-based matters. Stefania Palma is the FT's U.S. legal and enforcement correspondent. Thanks, Stefania. Thank you. Before we go, I want to tell you about a live FT discussion about China's Communist Party Congress. It just wrapped up and there were historic developments. Join FT China journalist Dmitry Sevastopolo, Jeff Dyer, and Tom Mitchell to talk about what these changes mean for China and the rest of the world. The live event starts today at 12 p.m. London time. Subscribers to FT.com can register for free. We've got a link for you in the show notes. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.